You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. You know, Albert Einstein, a genius, said God does not roll a dice. What does that mean? It means nothing just happens for nothing. God has made you with a purpose. And if you don't understand your purpose, it's very easy to get distracted. If you don't understand your purpose, when something exciting or something good comes your way, you can easily get overexcited and get sidetracked. Or if you don't understand your purpose, when you face a challenge, you can very easily get very depressed and down and start to murmur and complain. But if you understand your purpose and you know where God is going with you, Even when things come your way, you can remain focused. Purpose precedes plans. So if you understand your purpose, you'll be able to make better plans. But many people make plans without understanding their true purpose. The biggest mistake in purpose is that people compare themselves to others. But there's no competition when it comes to destiny. What do I mean by that? Your personal destiny. I don't have to be in competition with Simon or Ivan or Kevin. I don't have to. Because my purpose, my calling, my destiny that God has got for me is very unique. You can try and run away from your purpose. But God's not going to change his mind. Amen? Go ask Jonah. He tried to run away, but God did not change his purpose or his plans. Have some of you been trying to run away from God? Anybody ever tried to run away from God? I can highly recommend that and see who will win. Amen. It will bring a clear revelation to you who God is. Amen. Ephesians 1 verse 11. Many people change their destiny because of the inability to see beyond their current situation. You've got a prophetic picture of what God has given you about your future. And now you are facing something. And because you cannot see beyond that, you miss your destiny. Joseph, when he was in the pit, he said, I know where I belong. My purpose, my calling, the plan that God has got for me is not where I find myself now. Let me rephrase it for you. Are you poor right now? Are you facing challenges? Has nothing worked out? It's too early to grumble and complain. Are you blessed? Do you have a lot of money? Do you have everything your heart desires it's too early to jubilate because you still have to finish your race ephesians 1 verse 11 i'm reading from the passion translation through our union with christ we too have been claimed by god as his own inheritance before we were even born he gave us our destiny that we should fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in His heart. 
God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to long for messianic hope, would be the first to believe in the anointed one and bring great praise and, and, bring great praise and glory to God. And because of him, when you were not Jews, heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. He is given to us like an engagement ring is given to a bride as the first installment of what's coming. He is our hope promise of a future inheritance which seals us until we have all our redemptions, promises, and experience complete freedom. All for the supreme glory and honor of God. What is God's purpose for your life? God has formed you. God has made you for a purpose. Our purpose in life will always involve loving God and loving people. The most important thing for God is people. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus Christ. So even if God has called you to be a businessman, a successful businessman, it's never about the business and the money. It's about that which you've received. How many people's lives can you change? How much can you glorify God with that which he has blessed you with? That is the responsible use of blessing. God has a divine purpose for you. When you were in your mother's womb, he called you. Most people, privately and publicly, what they have thought and what they've purposed in their hearts, very few things worked out exactly like that. John the Baptist, in his mother's womb, he experienced Jesus. He leaped on the inside. He was filled with the Holy Spirit from a young age. Jesus came to John. And as John saw him, he said, This is the Lamb of God. I'm not worthy even to tie his sandals. He had the revelation that this is God. He had the special grace to baptize Jesus. Can you imagine? That's the guy who baptized Jesus. When he baptized Jesus, he saw the Holy Spirit come down from heaven like a dove. He heard the voice from heaven that said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Can you imagine? That's like real goosebumps stuff. He knew the word of God says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. And then he found himself in prison, captive. And he said, I remember, I saw the Spirit of God come down on Jesus. I heard the Father say, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. He said, Disciples, go to Jesus and tell him I've been taken captive. And the disciples went to Jesus and they said, John is in prison. Jesus said, just stop. I'm giving you my version. He says, go tell him. 
The blind are seeing. The deaf are hearing. The lepers are being healed. The crippled are walking. Go and tell him I'm busy doing what I'm supposed to do. And also tell him, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. What was he saying to him? He says, I know you have a revelation that I should come and set you free. But I want to tell you, I'm busy doing what I'm supposed to do. Your expectation of what you think I should do, of what you've heard, of what you've seen, of what you've experienced, is not the way that I will unfold it in your life. Don't get offended. Am I helping some of you here this morning? Because some of you are saying, I have a prophecy. I have a scripture. I have my own vision. And it's not yet happened. Don't get offended. God uses foolish things. God used a pit to get Joseph to where he wanted him. God used a lion's den. Most of us would say, is that what Jesus would do? That's exactly what Jesus did. <laughs> because we're preaching a Jesus that's not real. Go look at any great men who had purpose and see what they had to go through to get to that place. If you have a great calling and a great purpose, a destiny, God will have to prepare you. But be assured that God will fulfill his plans and his purposes. Sometimes he uses foolish things to get a nation saved. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to go through the fiery furnace for a whole nation to turn to God. So God's master plan determines the course of your life. So here God comes and he shows Joseph a vision a dream, a picture of his future. And that divine master plan determined the course. Joseph, pit, palace, prison, palace. What did he say to his brothers in the end? Don't you say you did any of this. God was in control of the master plan for my life. To bring salvation to you and to me. Many people miss it because they look at their current situation. They miss it because they compare themselves to others. Matthew 7, I'm reading from a few tr translations. New King James says, Narrow is the way that leads to good success, and broad is the way that leads to disappointment, and many enter through it. The Message Bible says, don't look for shortcuts to God. Everybody looks for a shortcut today. Men and rivers have this in common. The root of least resistance makes them crooked. Don't look for shortcuts with God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff. 
even though crowds of people do. The Passion Translation says, Come to God through the narrow gate, because the wide gate and broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. The narrow gate and the difficult way leads to eternal life. So few even find it out. Oftentimes what we want or what we get does not line up with what we hoped for. I read this week in Proverbs, people want to enjoy the fruit or the meat of the ox or the hard labor of the ox. But where there is an ox, guess what's also there? The processed grass <laughs> of the ox that gets deposited on the green grass. So Solomon says, where there's no ox, there's no dung. So, so in life, sometimes you have to deal with some challenges, with some dung. If you don't want any dung in your life, then don't expect any fruit of an ox in your life as well. So sometimes there will be foolish things. A life devoted to things is a dead life, a stump. A God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. Family, listen to me. Don't devote your life to things. What do I mean by that? Don't just devote your life to your business to make money. But that business where God is blessing you, use it to change people's lives. A life devoted to things. If your focus is just upon money, a large portion of life will pass you by. And you won't even know it. Because your focus is the wrong place. Your focus should be on changing people's lives. You can mention any biblical character and you'll see what they had to go through to reach their purpose, their plan, their destiny, what God has got for them. You know, the one thing that I've realized, when you read this word of God, you're sitting here maybe and you're saying, how is things going to work out for me? When is my day of salvation going to come? The Bible says, your day of salvation has come. Your day of salvation has come. Your day for purpose has come. Your day for destiny has come. Make a decision to align yourself with what God has planned for you. Why is it that so many young people in Hollywood go astray? Because they don't understand their purpose. When you understand your purpose, your plans will be much better. But many people have been making plans without the purpose of God for their lives. When it comes to the purpose of God, when it's your appointed time and season, you'll see everything will fall in place. The Bible says the race is not to the swift, nor is the battle to the strong, but opportunity and chance comes to everybody. At that time, when it's your chance, you'll see there'll be a force from heaven that will help you. It is not a work then, it is a grace. Because you know God is leading you and taking you where you're supposed to be. Many people have been making plans without God purpose in their lives even when you pray you're not praying for god's sake you're praying for selfish reasons for materialistic reasons even when you want to give you're not giving for god's sake you're doing it for what you can get 
Have you listened to people's praise? Praise is all about revealing your heart. If you understand God's purpose and you have a revelation of that in your heart, your prayers will be completely different. They will be full of faith. Even when you pray, allow the Holy Spirit to show you what's really going on in your heart. Let me give you an example. You're praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want a car. It's not wrong to ask for a car. At that moment, let the Holy Spirit reveal to you, why do you want a car? Are you praying for a car to be flashy, to show off? Or is that car maybe just to get you to work so that you can work better? Or to bring some people to church? Lord, can I have a wife, a good wife? Why are you asking for a wife? Do you need a slave in your house just to make food for you, to give your children, to look beautiful so that you can brag? Or do you want to be complete? Is this woman going to be the part that's going to help you to think better, to work better? Amen? Am I helping some of you here? Because many times the Bible says we ask for things, but we ask for selfish reasons. So when you ask, when you linked up with God, God will reveal. Because remember, I start by saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God wants you to have everything. But it's our motives why we want it. Because we don't understand the purpose when God blesses us. What happens with young people in Hollywood that get famous quickly? They don't understand their purpose. They don't understand the use for what God has blessed them to have so much money. Now they abuse it. Abuse is abnormal use. If you understand your purpose, when that blessing comes, you'll use it in the right way to give glory to God's name. Ephesians 2 verse 10. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join Him in the work He does. The good work He has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. Family, even when it comes to the talents that God handed out to the different people, what did He instruct them to do? He says, do business until I come back. When they found Jesus, they said, where are you? What are you doing? He says, I am about my Father's business. So if you know God's business, be busy with God's business. But most of the time, we're busy with our own business. When you know God's purpose and you're busy with His business, it brings Him great pleasure. When you are faithful with what God has given you, guess what? Those that are not faithful with what God has given them, it will be given to you. You might find yourself with one talent right now, but you're busy with God's business. And somebody that's got five talents are not busy with those five. You might just find God taking those and giving it to you so that you can become more faithful. What do you think God will require of us when we move into that building? Most of the time when I go there, it's, big, it's a big building. If you've never been there, it's big. The video that you see now is this small. When you get there, it's big. I had somebody there this week that know and have seen a lot of beautiful things in their lives. And when they walked in there, their breath was almost taken. They said, wow, I didn't, wow, wow. 
We're building God a beautiful house. But God will require even more of us. Amen? So get ready for God to take you from glory to glory and from strength to strength because you are part of this. Amen? The purpose that God has got for us is to change not only that community, but the city, this nation. Let's say friendship. Let's say he holds a very important position, high position. He's president of a company that I'm doing work for, okay? And he can give me a lot of contracts. And this is my friend again. He's a billionaire. He's got lots of money. If my friendship is based upon the money that he's got, and this friendship is based upon the position that he's got. When he retires and he goes on a holiday for a year with all his money, <laughs> which he will never do, <laughs> and there, it's not there anymore, what happens to the friendship? It's gone. So friendship should be based upon relationship. Mutual commitment, mutual trust. Then this is a key destiny relationship. Then even if he retires or he's not president of that company anymore, there's still relationship here and there's still destiny here. There's still purpose here. Because if those things or positions are taken away, there's no friendship. That's why many people don't have friends. Because their friendships are based upon the wrong things. Many of you had uncles and friends in positions that were giving you contracts and work. And there was the best uncle in our family. This is uncle number one. <laughs> Until uncle got retrenched. Now he's the worst uncle because now he wants help from you. You say, no, 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 I'm not here to help you. You were supposed to help me. Because you don't understand the purpose. The purpose here are my brother's keeper. I'm my brother's keeper. He's here to help me to finish strong. I'm here to help him to finish strong. Even if money is taken away, there's still purpose. Your relationship with your wife, your spouse, when you get married, you say, for better, for worse. Through hard times and good times. Why? You are saying this relationship is not based upon what you have, what you can give. But it's based upon the fact that I love you. That God has given you to me as my wife, as a husband. Even if we don't have anything, we're still going to have love for each other. We'll spend eternity together. But many people get divorced. They're so angry with each other. They're so offended with each other. They hate each other. They never understood the purpose, the destiny of that relationship. So purpose is more important than your plans. Purpose is always bigger than your plans. The greatest tragedy is when you're living without knowing your purpose. I'm closing with this. I'm going to read seven scriptures from Proverbs 19 verse 21. Many plans are in the man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. The ASV says, there are many devices in a man's heart, many schemes, but the counsel of Jehovah that shall stand. 
The Bible in basic English says, A man's heart may be full of designs, but the purpose of the Lord is unchanging. Brenton says, There are many thoughts in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord abides forever. CEV, Contemporary English Version, We may make a lot of plans, but the Lord will do what He has decided. Think about Jonah's life. You can do what you want and plan what you want. There are many thoughts in the man's heart, but the Lord shall stand firm. Message Bible says, We humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails. The Passion says a person may have many ideas concerning God's plans for his life, but only the design of his purpose will succeed in the end. When you don't know your purpose, you are bound to make foolish decisions. Know that God has created you for a purpose, and that is to glorify his name. You've been made to worship God in spirit and in truth. You are here blessed to be a blessing Save to save others. Don't let anything come and cause a distraction in your life that you miss your purpose that God has got for you. God is more committed to your purpose and your plans than you are yourself. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.